Welcome back to Writing the Narrative with Jake and Eddie. I'm Jake. And I'm Eddie. And today, you know what we're doing, Eddie? We are debating. Yep. So you guys really like the Internet's Hardest Questions, not because, you know, the Internet's Hardest Questions are really thought-provoking, but because I think you guys like to hear me and Eddie debate. So today, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to debate on technology, a little bit of younger generation, and then just other random topics. Nothing too political, though. Yeah, I I think we should probably like stay away from politics. They're only because I feel like whenever you get into the political world, you are just automatically attacked for anything you say. You're pretty much asking for it. And I also feel like from an entertainment standpoint, you guys have heard the debate about like gun control, abortion so many times. It's like boring at that point. Yeah. We're trying to give you some topics that you maybe haven't heard of and you know, maybe are a little interesting and a little more thought-provoking. Maybe you don't have an opinion on it yet, but we're going to see. And sometimes just for the sake of argument, even if I don't believe in it, I may just go against Jacob's beliefs and argue with him. Right, just for entertainment value. But if it's something so blatantly obvious that we can't even argue it, it's like, come on, you can't blame us. (laughs) We don't even believe in that. Okay, so first topic in technology is all cars should be electric. How do you feel about that? I don't think they should. Okay. I'm going to go with the argument that they should. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. So when looking at electric cars, I feel like if all of them were to become electric right now, the electricity bill would just absolutely skyrocket. Like we spend probably like, I don't know, like what, 100 dollars a month on lighting bills electric bills uh, i want to say less than that i don't know i don't pay my bills yet <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. yet but we'll find yeah. out eventually so don't blame and us for being uneducated teenagers obviously so then i feel like the uh electric companies would start to raise the prices because they're thinking well americans don't have to worry about their gas bill anymore so we can just take advantage of that so you're One, using more electricity, which raises up your electric bill, and the electric companies are going to raise up their rates, which is even more cost. And so that's one of the reasons why I don't think that uh, we should have, like, all electric right now. And then another reason is the, the sort of diversity i guess you would say because we've been getting really good at diesel i don't believe that gas gas cars are going to last forever but i think diesel might okay what's the process of making diesel i i really should educate myself but i don't enough do you know can you describe to me the process of making i mean i don't know the process of making so why why is it more efficient than gas well at least like biodiesel you can make diesel, I think, from just, like, organic material. That's sick. Yeah. So it's basically renewable. It's just, like, more more of a carbon more footprint viable. than, yeah. All right, you ready for my turn? Okay. So I think all cars should be electric, and here's why. If we start to shoot, either way, fossil fuels are a huge issue, right? And if we look at the number one source of that, it's cars, cars in general. If we can eliminate that, then we can see this kind of, I don't want to say, because your idea is if we get rid of all gas cars and just have electric, it's going to be a monopoly, 
right? Because it's just going to be worse. It's going to be just as worse as having gas cars. But I think of it as like a choke point, right? So it's going to take a while and it's not going to be easy. And I don't think it's ever going to be done because that's literally impossible. But once we, if we could funnel everyone through, it's going to really suck at first. But then the expansion is just going to be infinite on the other side. We can have this world where like, we start to see like different electric companies compete to make cheaper cars. Same way with like, you know, how they did in the early days with like gas cars, gasoline cars. They, they they started off as a monopoly with Henry Ford, right? And then we started to see like this diversity and like people were like, oh, that car's cheaper, but it's a car. So I'll buy the cheaper car, you know? We, if we can get over the hump of, of thinking that gas is this mandatory thing, which I, I, for the sake of arguing, I'm going to argue this, but I don't really believe it because, you know, if when electric, because everyone's going to electric, right, in this scenario, eventually gas is going to get so cheap that people are just going to go back to gas and not feel bad. Um, but like I said a million times, it's, it's a funnel, it's a choke point. But if we can do it, that would be great. And now I do understand the point of view of, you know, electricity isn't harvested naturally, so there's still a fossil footprint in there. But I'm pretty sure that the fossil impact that millions of cars have outweigh the fossil impact that one electric plant has. You know what I mean? I, I think the majority of what my argument is is the cost standpoint because the one, you will use more electricity, and two, they will bring up the rates. And the reason why bringing up the rates is so bad for your electricity bill is because it not only f affects the electricity you use for charging your car, but it also affects literally all the other appliances that you use. Therefore, bringing up the cost even more to the point, in my opinion, where it will be more expensive than gas. And it'll take longer to fill up. Right. And again, if I didn't have to debate for debate's sake, I would 100% agree with you. It's not going to happen. We could definitely get a more even ratio, per se, and then we could look at the benefits of that. But assuming that, you know, moving everyone to an electric car is not only, like, uh, viable, but, you know, from a cost standpoint, it's not ever going to happen. It's never going to happen. I'm sorry to say. I think in the future... We'll have probably three types, biodiesel, hydrogen, and electric. Hmm. That's a nice diversity. Yeah. And that could, be a, that could be a viable scenario for the future where if we see this uh, expand out, like I talked about with the Verizon, Horizon, mm -hmm. where we could see different companies having their own different say, and then you can look at the changing rates. Either way, gas is not a, a viable option for the long-term future. Yeah. It's, it, it's going to die out. Gas by itself will not work out. Sorry. Sorry to break it to you. All right. Ready for the next topic? Yep. Are robots going to increase or decrease our quality of life? I feel like they will decrease them. I want to say they're going to increase them. Okay. I'm going to go first on this one. Okay. So are you really going to sit here and say that robots haven't already increased the quality of life? The way we're able to connect with people around the world... Um, I'm thinking robots in a broader sense, not like the robots that are going to, you know, clean up and wipe our asses for us. I'm thinking like the robots that like auto navigate planes and prevent human errors and like can self-drive cars. Um, well, well, those are AI. That's not that's a, still, that's a robot. That's still a robot. 
I wish this question was more clear on, you know, what a robot is. I'm thinking like any form of artificial intelligence um, that can think on its own. It's a complicated loaded question. But I'm thinking of how, um, you know, robots have increased production, uh, have made new medicine, have helped scientists, you know, discover new things. I think robots are in the future are really going to be, I think we're going to plateau to a point. Um, I don't think there's going to be a point where, you know, have you seen the wall E scene? <laughs> yeah. Where the fat motherfuckers are sitting on their robot chairs and they're like watching the screens and they like haven't moved or they play like virtual tennis on the tennis courts. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to get to that point because at a certain point, humans are, are made for, you know, living life. And I don't think robots can take away from that. I only think they can improve on the quality of that life. You know what I mean? Well, we, us living our lives, like the point that you made, it's kind of hard to do that without work. And it'll get to the point where everything is automized by robots. We will not have to work anymore. Can you imagine a world without currency? Because you won't be able to work, right? So what are you going to be doing? Like, So that kind of makes money pointless in a way. And we'll probably get so good at farming, so good at hunting with, or not hunting, but like uh, stock with farm animals that we'll just have this abundance of food that we can give out to the masses. I don't necessarily think that we will be able to work in that kind of environment. And there's not as much meaning and not as much point in in the living. Life. I can see that. Um, I'm just glad that I don't think our generation is going to have to deal with that. I think if you had to guess how many more generations are going to have to really wonder that question. Are robots going to increase or decrease our quality of life? I'm going to say three. Three more full generations of humans. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking probably like 100 years from now that robots are going to be getting to the point where like we have actual artificial intelligence. Like they're basically people. I mean, if you look at boomers, you know, baby boomers, they start even to say like, hey, this isn't fun. Like when they go to family reunions and everyone's on their phone and they're like, this is decreasing the quality of life. Exactly. They could make the argument that robots have decreased the quality of life since they've been around because of, you know, what they are seeing Mm -hmm. uh, around them. Next question. Artificial intelligence is dangerous. AI. So this one clearly states not robots, AI. Mm, What vantage point are you going to take? This is a tough one. How about instead of, Artificial intelligence is dangerous in a broad sense. Let's narrow that down. Do you ever think artificial intelligence will be able to take over the world? <laughs> like in the movies, like in comic books, like stuff like that. I think they could if they wanted to. But that's only if they want to. You, we would have to make an AI that is so complex that it has morals like that. And we're so far away from that, it's not even funny. People say we're close with like other ai but like (laughs) having an ai that's self-aware of its own existence and seeing what the humans are doing to it and then making the decision that it's better than its creator it's not gonna happen i i think mostly what the what the argument with like them taking over the world is that 
they will feel as if their safety has been endangered from humans. And so they do it just to survive. They don't do it out of hate or spite because they can't feel emotions. Self-defense kind of thing. Yeah. That's true. But then when will there ever become a time when the humans don't have a fail-safe? When are they going to, like, hack into the Matrix? I mean, that would be hundreds of years from now. Where the, 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 like, like, in the movies, they're, like, they're like in your TV. Or, like, they've hacked the broader government control. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- come on. Like, what are the real possibilities of that? Like, they would have to hack a factory and then be able to control the entire factory to create an army of sentient robots. I'd say... It would be if they are able to access the internet because like that's what uh ultron first did in uh, uh age of ultron <laughs> are we really using marvel as our debate standpoint yes yes <laughs> oh my god all right no, well all of this is fictional right sure so, i guess they were just living in the future yeah fuck it so try and debate us bitch <laughs> when he when he first like came out and woke up he like went into the internet and just like learned everything essentially, and then he was like, "Yeah, humans are bad, and I'm gonna kill him." <laughs> That's true. And so I'm... because like if, if you know everything on the internet, you know how to hack. Sure. You know like how to get a firewall down. You know so. Maybe I don't see AIs like taking over the world by making hundreds of robots to like conquering divide. I think of more of like a terrorist act. Like, somehow they hack into the nuclear projects and launch nukes or, like, um, I don't even know of other scenarios. Create wars between all the countries, mm-hmm. like mass genocidal wars. That would be a scenario that I could very loosely see in my head. But I mean, in this, uh, it's the future, right? So that means that we'll probably, all the cars will probably be self-driving at that point. And then they could literally just crash your car if they wanted to. Okay. You ready for the next one? Sure. Is technology going to save the world or kill it? I think if we keep leading down the path that we are now, it will destroy it. Destroy humanity? Yes. I'm going to say it's going to save it. Okay. I'm going to go first. Okay. One more time, and then I'll let you go first in the next one. But if you're saying that technology is going to destroy the world... What's going to stop that destruction? Right? I'm thinking technology. The answer, what you, fire with fire, you know, kind of saying. But if you look, if you're just going to say, you know, technology is going to destroy the world, well, what's going to save it? Well, technology. So I guess, of course, it's going to get to a point where technology is so advanced that it can, whatever it is, we unleash something or like COVID, you know, where would we be right now? uh like without technology if covid broke out again you know maybe not like that but like hmm what's a good example oh the black plague let's say the black plague broke back out <laughs> yeah. right and then what would save humanity well we're not going to go and find a cure to the black plague without technology and i think technology enables us to do that like 10 times no 100 times faster <laughs> to find a cure of some kind for the black plague if that were to happen, I think there's going to be a scenario where we set back and just really appreciate how advanced our technology has come and how we're able to change the world with it. Well, I do feel like there's a good medium, but that's why I was saying if we keep going on the path that we are now, then it will. 
And I think that the amount of technology that we have now is pretty good. But if we keep on using it improperly and incorrectly, I think that it will eventually become debilitating in a sense of like maybe we will become like Wally where we're like all these fat people in these floating chairs <laughs> playing virtual tennis. Yeah, exactly. Having a good old time. And that's I mean that would suck, that's you know. That's scary. Yeah. And so that's why I say that we we have to use it properly. We have to kind of monitor the way that we use the incoming new technology. I absolutely understand what you're saying. We have to kind of, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think you're saying we have to understand that when we find something new, right, new technology, we have to sit back and say, okay, is this going to help humanity or hinder it? Yes. And if there's any hindering, got to get rid of it. Sorry. Because eventually all that hindering just adds up to debilitate humanity. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't have a debate, I would agree with you. Yeah. Is technology making people dumber or smarter? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what do you think? I'm going to, you know, can we say our answers at the same time? On okay. three? We're going to do one, two, three, and then say our answer. Right. Okay. One, two, three. Smarter. Dar oh. Dumber. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll, uh. You go first. I'll go first. <laughs> so, I am someone who. I'd say wasn't necessarily raised by my parents and I didn't have that much influence from uh, like the other kids at school because that's usually how you get your whole framework for who you are. You take some stuff from your parents, you take some stuff from your friends that generally creates like your humor, your personalities, your values. But for me, it was more uh, online figures, I'd say, that created what I think and what I believe. And I would just watch all these informational videos, you know, like, I, of course, I'm one of the weird people that enjoys learning. But I feel like if technology is used properly... You can find so much more. I mean, I I literally have all the information in the entire world at my fingertips every single time that I pick up and hold a smartphone. That's what it is. You can access YouTube. You can access Google. And from there, that's almost everything that you need to be able to go and access all the information in the world. And I am kind of a example of how that can be used because that's what I would do. I would just go inside of my room when I got home and I would just watch YouTube, uh, look up things on Google. I use Google Scholar all the time to be able to look at research papers to figure out what are the facts and hard data. And otherwise, I would have to go down to the library and definitely wouldn't be able to get as much information it would definitely be a harder time looking up all this information. Take longer. Yeah. And so I feel like if you if you genuinely use 
technology properly, then it will make you vastly smarter than anybody who has ever lived in the past. All right, you ready? I like that argument. You took a nice you took a nice spin on that. Here's my debate. When we look at for every one of you there is in this world, there's a hundreds and hundreds of people who use technology as a crutch or as a hinder, right? And I'm guilty of this too. I'm not going to stand on this high pedestal and pretend like I'm this golden boy. I do it all the time. I wish that sometimes I wouldn't have that technology on my fingertips because then I would have to actually apply myself and memorize it because you 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 tend to get into this rhythm of, okay, I don't know how to do this problem. Let me just look it up. And I look it up and like, oh, okay, that's how you do that problem. And then you just write it down. That doesn't work past a certain point because when you have, you know, to actually learn something, and I guess this is why school itself is starting to lean away from like actual tests. Like if you look at the percentage of tests versus projects and finals in the past years, it's drastically changed to projects. So it gets to this point where, you know, is it a crutch? Because are you thinking for yourself? At what point does having all the information at the world do for you when you only remember it for five seconds? You know, because let's say we get rid of that phone, right? And I'm not saying you're not a smart guy, Eddie. I'm just saying if we get rid of that phone, how much are you going to be able to remember from those YouTube videos that you watched? And you might say a good amount, but others might debate that and, you know, say, oh, well, this person, you might have learned a good amount but this person watched a five minute video to get the answers on the test but they've really just learned nothing and they didn't apply themselves and they only spent like 30 seconds actually looking at the information and i really hate how i'm coming off in this debate because i sound like my eighth grade math teacher you know homework help isn't going to get you anywhere you need to actually learn this information oh it's such a drag regardless technology is starting to hurt more than help and i'm trust me i understand how technology and like teaching in the schools system has really helped some kids who don't understand that traditional way but you can't rely on technology for everything you know what i mean well if we take away the technology then what's left is books and teachings right like people telling you how to do it or you read on how to do it right and so i think that it's the exact same thing with books and being told what to do as it is as technology because if i don't know how to do something i'll be like jake how do you do this thing and then you'll be like oh you do it this way and i'm like oh okay thanks and then i'll do it and then maybe like i don't know a day later i'll forget and i'll be like oh shoot uh how do you do this again jake and i think that's the same exact way that you explain with technology and then on the other side with books uh, you read something uh, let's say it's like a manual. You aren't going to read through the whole thing and study the whole manual or textbook. You will have a problem. Then you're like, oh, I'll check the textbook to learn what it is. And then you'll go and read it and then jot down the answer. Or you'll learn it for a, a, an amount of time. And then once you have taken a test on that thing, then you'll just forget about it. You can learn that from a book, a video, or from someone telling you how to do it. It doesn't matter the way that it is presented to you. If you don't want to hold on to that information, you just won't. That's a fair argument, and I really understand where you're coming from. But I just see it as, I wish 
in my point of view, mm-hmm. I wish I could tell you more information without looking at my smartphone. That's what I'm thinking right now. Mm. I wish that I could be able to physically hold an argument and debate a topic and, you know, just some random information that should be common knowledge without looking at my smartphone. That's what I kind of, I wish, I wish I was that person who didn't have to rely on their smartphone to find answers, to think for myself. Cause I've definitely, when I say, when I say, you know, people use their phone as a crutch, I am the person who used their phone as a crutch in life. And I wish I could steer away from that. But if we didn't have phones, I feel like you would use something else as a crutch then, like a like jotting everything down and then looking back on your notes. Sure, but I feel like then I would learn it more, taking notes than just looking at a phone. Quite possibly, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but could you could you imagine with me what it would be like back in the day if you were like I don't know fifteen hundreds peasant. Working the farm with no oh, yeah. education you, and no phone. Yeah, you don't even get to know how to read. <laughs> Not only that, but like all the questions you have in life, you have no answer. That would drive me insane. You know, Dad, why is it that every day around the same time, around the same part of the year, that we get a, the moon gets covered up when, you know, like a solar eclipse? Or Wait, is that the other one? Is it when the sun covers is behind the moon or... Solar eclipse. I would assume the sun, if in a solar eclipse, the sun would be in front of the moon, right? No, the moon is in front of the sun. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because eclipse as in covered. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. But, like, the other why way does that happen? And then you just, you don't know. And you will never find out. Yeah. And your dad can't tell you. His dad's dad can't tell you. Your great-ass grandfather can't tell you. You will never know that answer to the question. Hmm. Oof. I mean, scary world. But you will have the people that can definitely guess, estimate. Like, maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because of that. And so, while it may not be the right answer, you'll you'll get a answer because that's just what everybody believes. True. You ready for the next topic? Yeah. Here's the hot one. Online schooling is the way of the future. No. Fuck off. <laughs> I, I don't think that either of us can debate that no, it is yes. I can't sit here and tell somebody that online schooling is better than in-person schooling. You do not learn, and you do not stay focused. And if you say you did, you were lying to yourself. Yeah. I The other day, we had a snow day, and it wasn't actually a snow day because what our school has done has been uh, replace it with these virtual learning days, which is you have your laptop at home, and you essentially learn like we have a school day online and it sucked balls like i opened up my computer i went over and looked at my first class of the day and it was like oh do this and it was like a whole list i was like oh my god what did all the other ones do and it was more work than i would have to do on a regular school day i was like yeah, I'm not doing this, and I just closed my laptop and went back to sleep. <laughs> not only from like a work standpoint, but like a learning standpoint, you there are so many outside distractions in your room, and there's no one to monitor you. Yeah, there's no one busting down. Like, I hate teachers. We all hate teachers, but like sometimes corrections in in the school, you know, setting are are necessary. Yeah, sometimes they'll be like, "All right, guys, we really got to get on track because you've got to know this." You're like, oh yeah, I guess if I want to be a doctor, I do have to know where the heart is, kind <laughs> like, of thing. 
this is something that I've also thought about is that like as young people we don't like teachers but also at the same time objectively they are just doing their job and they want to help and they are actually probably helping well some of them do go out of the way to just make your life as horrible as possible I mean, yeah, that's there's true. some really bad ones out there. Yeah, that have no sympathy. But majority of them, like, there's bad ones for everything. But majority of them are just doing their jobs. So, can I ask you a question that's not up there, but I have been thinking about for a while now? Um, one minute. Let me finish this on online schooling. Okay. Do I? Okay. So we're gonna talk about online schooling for just one more time, and then we're gonna go to your question because I'm sure it's a good one. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Do you ever think about how we have an entire so think about how much you learned from, you know, digital learning and COVID and being quarantined and all that? Like mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Right? Uh and that applies to like the vast majority of students who struggled through digital learning and COVID and all that. Yeah. Do you ever think about we have like college students that are now graduating to go on to become like doctors oh, and God. fucking engineers? <laughs> They're just going to, like, screw everything up. Right? Yeah. We have people that are like, oh, congrats, you you passed your doctor's exam online, but, like, they have no idea. They just cheated on the whole test. Oh, God. It's like, wait a minute. (laughs) They're, like, asking the doctor right next to them, like, hold up. Uh, Let me pull out my phone and search up where this is. I don't know where I'm doing surgery on. (laughs) It's like, what? What nerve is that again? Is that in the brain? Sir, we're working on the heart. (laughs) Do you think do you think that this structure needs a beam there or like can we just let it free float? Are you talking about the bridge, sir? <laughs> it's like come on, that's terrifying to me. That we yeah. have this whole generation that has no idea what they're doing. And it's not their fault. I wouldn't I would have done the same thing. Yeah. But uh, there might be a time where people employers of like those fields are going to step back and be like, "Okay, you clearly didn't learn anything. We need to reteach you like yeah. ASAP. Like you need to know this stuff." <laughs> All right, now what's your question? Okay. So do you think that people should be allowed to do whatever they want and search up whatever they want online and on the internet? Do whatever they want and search up anything they want. basically have no restrictions. No. What a horrible idea that is. I I mean, I guess like uh, I shouldn't put it that way like, like murder is legal <laughs> on the internet ah we're so crazy sorry i okay so do you think the amount of restrictions and freedom whatever that ratio mm-hmm. we have now for the internet is good <sighs> yes i don't let me tell you why Okay. And then you clearly have a thought on answer for this, but I'm kind of floating on the I'm going with the with the wind on this one. Okay. I'm thinking of if I don't have to if I have to search because of course there's always that horrible stuff on the deep web, right? Which I'm sure you're gonna get into in your argument. No deep you're not? No. What about the dark web? No. Okay. Well I'm thinking the deep and dark web, like murder, rape, all the horrible, horrible things that are deep down on the internet, right? Yeah. I'm thinking that if I don't because if I go, if I'm just like if I'm thinking of a nine year old you know woman and I'm just searching on the internet, right? If I'm not actively searching that stuff out, I'm probably never gonna see that on the internet, and I'm fine with that. And of course, there are some 
ethical questions on the internet that need to be answered like uh child slavery like on youtube channels like are we exploiting children for views or other such things like that like manipulation on the internet or like Mm -hmm. advertising is it kind of creepy how they're listening to us but if i'm not actively seeking out those type of horrible things and i don't find it i feel like that's a nice ratio what's what's your side i would say that they they don't actively search it but sometimes can find it right and i i am of the personal opinion um this like uh, from a political point of view uh, i am mostly libertarian which is like giving people freedom and Mm -hmm. being able to do whatever they want but this perspective i'm a little bit more authoritarian on i feel like you should have a license to be able to go on the internet and only be able to go on the internet when you were like 10 or 13. Oh, license. Yeah. Okay. Or that's, I didn't even, I've never thought about that before ever. Did you, did you word, is this something you thought of or is this like a debate on the internet? This is something that I thought of. So it might be out there on the internet, but as far as you know, this is like your own idea. Yeah. And this is a good idea. So, the reason why is because my nieces, um, they're some of the most like misbehaved kids in the world, but I don't necessarily blame that on them. It's always the parents' fault for if they're misbehaved kids, right? And so um, a good example of how they it's bad parenting is every single time that I walk into the living room when they are at my house, there's no one watching them. No one. No one is there. And they're they're just watching YouTube or uh, playing video games or something, which normally is fine, right? But there was one time where I walk into the living room and they're watching, like, gameplay on, like, some SpongeBob game, right? Which, you know, that isn't inherently bad, but the commentary on that gameplay was by no means appropriate not at all and you know it was just like an interaction of uh like i i would say it would be like maybe pg-13 or or like r i i guess it it, was he saying the f word more than once well, yeah, but then that's like, R. Like in a movie, if you say the f bomb, you get one f bomb in a PG thirteen movie. So if you say that, if you hear that more than once, it's an R rated movie. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm not too concerned with like uh, swear words as much because I know that their parents are saying swear words all the time mm-hmm. anyway. Um, it's more about like like they were they were just making jokes that you and I would make, Mm -hmm. but not around children, you know, like those kinds of jokes. And so like, I I was just astonished that one, they were able to access those. And two, I bet they thought that it was just normal at that point. You know, they're, they're watching this gameplay and they're, you know, thinking that it's just a regular episode. And then they start talking about this stuff and they're like, Oh, this is normal because they don't know the difference between that kind of stuff. And and that's the reason why I think that uh, as far as if you have 
parents there, it's not as much of a problem. But with these parents that don't actually parent their children and kind of leave it up to the kids on on like what they want to search up and, and such, I think that is the biggest problem out of anything. And it can definitely lead to problems down the road. Absolutely. That's a great um, way to look at the problems around you and apply a solution to it, Eddie. But if we look at, I don't know, first off, it's not viable, right? Like someone's just going to sign in with their internet license and then they could just hand it off to a kid. Second, it's, it's, it's sad to think about how, you know, that's bad, but like relatively speaking, what could they search up? Like there's no end to what they could or could not search up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they can, do they have access to like Safari and like the internet abroad? Uh, Is there any restrictions on their tablet or device or whatever? I don't don't believe so. Okay. So relatively speaking, they could like watch horrible things. Yeah. They could watch like, I don't know, like porn and just things that, you know, they're like, you thought that was bad. I'm sure they could find stuff that is 10 times worse that a kid should never watch at their age. Yeah. Like, well, the, the content that they were watching had like sexual innuendos and like, uh, just like sex jokes and stuff like that too. And And how old are they? uh, They're four and six. Oh, come on. Four year old. Six-year-old, that's not okay. Exactly. And that's why I was so horrified when I walked in is because that's the kind of content that, like, to an, to a teenager or to a young adult, that would be maybe funny about. I don't know. But to a, to a child, to a small child, they don't know what they're talking about, and they may even look up, hey, what, what is this? You know, what does this mean? That's why I was I was just like absolutely just horrified at the fact that they are consuming this kind of content with no restrictions at all. One of the great things uh, about parenting is that as a parent, you can influence or restrict what your child knows about this world at what age, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever they're cognitively ready, they can be able to you know understand or comprehend the reality of death of drugs of of human traffic stuff like that just really serious topics you can decide but when you give a kid access to the world um with no filter like the internet uh, it gets a little sketchy eddie it gets really sketchy yeah and so you you basically just they can go around you they literally can just uh, bypass you at this point because any questions they have is right there on mm-hmm. that device with no restrictions. That's why if you ever give your kid a tablet, device, whatever it may be, restrict it. You, there's ways to do it. There are settings. You can prevent certain searches. You can limit their apps. You can limit their screen time, which I think more parents should do. They should definitely limit how much their kid is on their phone if, if they're just constantly glued to their phone 24-7. If they're mm-hmm. not getting enough sleep, um, if they're falling asleep in class because they're not getting enough sleep, you, can, you should start to limit that stuff because at a certain point, it is really harmful. And I think there's there should be an important awareness to the fact that if your child is consuming a lot of video games, like I'm talking probably like four, five, six hours a day on video games, or if they're just on their phone all the time, 
it's probably not the phone or the video games that's the problem. They're probably dealing with something else because uh, the reason why I say that and the reason why I think that, I've kind of thought about this of why I used to be heavily addicted to video games is because video games in its sense is an escape from reality. And that can be used as a coping mechanism, right, for how bad your life is. And so if they are consuming like four, six hours a day of video games, maybe even more, it's probably not the video games and they're probably not that fun. Like video games are fun, but they aren't four to six hours kind of fun. Yeah. You know? And so that's that that should be something that you should know is that it it's a coping mechanism and video games aren't the problem the phone's not the problem it's something else that's the problem that was a great question i love that a little back and forth there yeah. are you ready for the next one sure should a person's social media be considered by school admissions police investigations and potential employers Wait, what does that mean so you know should have you never heard of this debate no this is a pretty common debate uh like so let's say there was a murder trial right yeah can someone's social media be used as evidence on that murder trial um if oh okay i get it now right or if like school admissions right so if a school if you're looking to apply to a school and then they look at your social media should they consider that social media in rejecting or uh, accepting you same thing with uh, potential employers. Should they hire you or not hire you based on your social media? I think... Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think they should consider it. They should absolutely consider it. Yeah. it's If you're dumb enough to put something publicly out there that is going to make you look down upon, upon you know, school administ- administration, police investigations, and potential employers, don't just don't do it. <laughs> right yeah. i mean come on or like delete it get rid of it and so this is something like like police investigations like are you saying if you were like against this are you saying like if someone has like a photo of a gun in a picture and they're like ha, i just killed this person lol happy tuesday that like that shouldn't be used in a police investigation <laughs> really like you're gonna sit here and tell me that like yeah they shouldn't use that that's not viable evidence sometimes it can be taken too far as far as that but i feel like for the most part it has been pretty good because i know that like um people have lost their jobs out of like just saying like oh my job has been stressful lately because of blah 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 and then they get fired or something or there was one a woman who got swatted because she said death to white cops or something and they just they just fucking swatted her house. That's a little yeah. Again, there's limits to these things, and they should be used sparingly. But you know, if you say racist things online, and then eventually five years later you get called out for it, it's like, you know, you shouldn't have said those things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like or delete the post. Or Kevin Hart made some questionable tweets a while back about homosexual people, mm-hmm. and he got canceled on the Emmys. I think I'm not sure. But regardless, he didn't host that because of those homosexual comments. And it's like, you should have gone back and realized, hey, I should get rid of these. Times have changed. Yeah. 
Uh, again, of course, there's time on everything. So if something's okay then and it's not okay now, you can't blame somebody for doing it then, and, like not being socially woke <laughs> or whatever they say. Yeah. But, you know, all of those places should be considered. Yeah, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, next one. Ooh, should humans colonize other planets? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What's the harm? If we're going to go and destroy other worlds, sure, but Earth has an expiration date, sadly enough. Yeah, and our in fact our whole solar system has an expiration date, but that's not going to be for another like 4 billion years. Exactly. So it gets to a point where we kind of got to realize that we're going to have to leave Earth and the solar system if we want humanity to survive. So what's the harm in starting to colonize other planets? Yeah. I Especially mean, if there's nothing on it. It's like, what's the what's the harm? It's literally just a floating rock. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, kind of baby steps. I think once we colonize Mars, it's like a huge step in colonizing other worlds. Yeah, I mean, like... Some planets we won't be able to colonize, but true, and uh, yeah, but there's there's certain scenarios where it could happen for yeah. like even the most hospitable of planets. You know, before we started looking at Mars, we actually looked at Venus instead. Okay, and Venus is probably more similar to Earth than Mars is. Huh. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. Um, they have. Uh, these these interesting ideas of floating cities in Venus. That's so sick. Yeah, is Be- Venus? Uh, oh, ooh, it's gonna date. This is gonna show my intelligence. Venus is a gas planet. No, Venus is the one that got excluded, right, from being part of. No, 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 no. Oh my God, Venus is the closest to the sun. No, no, That's second closest. Second closest. Okay, yes. yeah, I was thinking. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. It shows my intelligence. But Venus is actually hotter than Mercury, which Mercury is the closest. But to the you sun. could, if you colonize Venus at like the top or the bottom, is that what they're thinking? The top, only the top. Only you can, the top. You can only do it from, uh, like, in the in kind of like the upper atmosphere. Astronomy and, online, by the way, during COVID shows how much I learned. Ah, <laughs> and uh, the reason why is because it, the atmosphere is mostly carbon dioxide. So you would have these, um, like a big bubble where it's basically like like a Martian dome, you know, except up in the air. And the reason why it would be able to float is because you pump it full of oxygen, which basically in an atmosphere that is mostly carbon dioxide would, would, would be like helium in Earth's atmosphere. And so you would have this giant, like pretty much like habitable balloon that... Um, you would raise up into the air and it has this kind of like Goldilocks zone in its atmosphere. So down on the surface is like, I want to say it's like 200, 300 degrees Fahrenheit, maybe like even more. It's like really, really hot. I don't remember how oh, the exact temperature, but it is definitely not habitable. Mm. Um, and But as you get like more and more up, it like evens out and it becomes like the perfect temperature. 
And the good thing about it is that it stays at perfect temperature forever. <laughs> right for the next one? Sure. <clears throat> Should individuals own their own DNA? Yes. Yeah, I'm kind of confused about this How's one. How's that what, a debate? What does this even mean? You don't know what this means? No. Um, so should individuals own their own DNA? So if I were to take a sample of your hair, yeah. right, and clone you, yeah, do you have a right to that DNA? It, like, are my, oh. am I legally allowed to take that DNA from you without, you know, paying you? Re- oh, yeah, this, I couldn't even argue against it. No, like, it's like, a, this is such a dumb one. Yeah. Who in their right minds would sit here and say, yeah, I don't own my DNA. Just take it from me whenever you want. Like It's you. It's your person. It's like owning a house, and then someone just comes and takes your house. And like, yeah, I take this when I want, but it's your house. It's your DNA. Yeah. Like, what they could do is just, like, clone you, and then if you start acting up, like if they did this in China, and then they were like, oh, you're being a bad citizen, and then they just fucking replace you. Yeah, no one would notice. Yeah. You'd be a living same person. But like not owning your DNA is not owning your limbs. It's like, oh, that big toe right there, that's mine. Give me that. <laughs> Give me that right now. What a ugh, that's not a debate. A robot should have rights. I think sentient life should have rights. I don't think it matters what it is. I mean like if they can, if they have wants and intentions, I think they should have rights. And that's that's sentience. Yeah. I mean, if they're if they're intelligent enough, if they're smart enough to be able to know right from wrong, good from bad, um, you know, have their own thinking, have question. I don't even know what make what what is the qualification for something to be sentient. I I have no clue. That, that's what I was thinking was like. If they have wants and intentions and they can, like, logically... If they have feelings, emotions, I guess. If they have emotions, I feel like they should have rights. Mm, yeah, that's pretty... I feel like that's an easy one. Yeah. Mm, let's see here. Oh, here's a good one. We should invest more money into space exploration. Hmm. Space exploration? Yeah. I don't think so. Why not? We just sat here and talked about how colonizing other planets is a good idea because Earth has an expiration date. Well, yeah, but exploration? I don't know. We got to find another habitable planet. Yeah, but that's going to be so far away. It's going to... Like, the the next solar system away from us, I I think, is like four light years away or something like that. Eventually, we're going to have to go find it because ours is going to die. Well, that's just the next solar system closest to us. That's not even like the most hospitable planet. Right. And we got to keep looking. Well, what I'm thinking is that it's not to the point at the moment where... We need to get the get the hell out of here, and because of that, I think that eventually we'll need to do that. Eventually, we'll need to explore more, but I think we should start around here, like more towards Venus or Mars rather than 
going out. But more. there's going to be a time when the time comes where we're like, oh, God, I wish we would have started this sooner. So then we don't have to do this now. Like if we would just start this sooner, we'd be able to escape the planet and go to a more hosp- like, you know, um, another planet that can support human life. But we didn't. So we're behind. And now the humanity is going to die as a whole. I feel like we we should focus more on making Mars or Venus habitable rather than making uh, a different planet over in another solar system work. Mm, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. Okay. We're going to go to the next one. And you, you brought on it, you spoke on it a little bit with your nieces and nephews. So we were talking about that was all technology-based. We're going to go to the younger generation. Okay. So okay. we're going to talk about, like, uh, I guess this is going to show our parenting skills a little bit, isn't it? I guess, yeah. So simple debate topics for younger students. All kids over 10 should have a mobile phone. A mobile phone? Like, a flip, just a flip phone. Some kind of communication device. I think, yeah. yeah. Why but wouldn't you? Not a smartphone. No. It does not say smartphone. A mobile phone. Okay, yeah. I feel like they should. Right, because... If you have a mobile phone, you're able to communicate with the world, call your parents, text friends, and especially if it's like a flip phone, doesn't have access to the internet. Yeah, then you're pretty good. Just that's what. What, did, what was your first phone? My first phone was a flip phone. My first phone it was a, actually was a slide phone. I was one of the cool kids that slid up and then I could type on the bottom half. Well, <laughs> I know my first phone was this really crappy. Uh, smartphone that could only work on the internet it wasn't able to do anything like like i I didn't have signal or anything could you call or text if i had internet yeah okay but but i couldn't like i couldn't call or text on a phone number i i could basically i just didn't have a chip inside of it i didn't have a card like and it was a really crappy smartphone too like the the screen was like 480p but it was a it was decent i mean like i could still text people on like snapchat and stuff you know go on facebook stuff like that my storage was very limited being an only child is better than having siblings i think well i mean we're both we're both we both have siblings yeah right but mine are so much older than me i feel like an oldie child most of the time Mine are all older than me as well, but you, they're... You still live. You still deal with them on a daily basis. You see them way more than I see my siblings. Oh, yeah. You see like, your siblings... You've seen your, you have seen your siblings way more than I will probably ever see my siblings. Yeah. Because mine are just scattered throughout the fucking country. Uh-huh. Never visit. Sons of bitches are listening to this. Come visit, you fucks. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, it depends on. Oh, sorry. Once again, running track of how many times Eddie slaps the microphone on a podcast. We have a seven for seven streak, baby. Let's go. All right. What were we oh. talking about? <laughs> Siblings. Yeah, I, I feel like it depends on the family that you're born in, because if you have uh, parents that don't actually parent you, then uh, they're gonna do the same thing with your siblings, and It'll then teach each other. Yeah, and then it's just gonna be awful. I feel like my my childhood growing up, it was it was probably worse for me to have siblings because I always fought with my siblings, 
And they would, I mean, I told this before on like episode three, I think, mental health, that they would literally, like my parents would just be gone. They'd be working. So my uh, siblings would uh, have to like go and babysit me. But they wouldn't actually babysit me. They just locked me inside of my room with my cats. And then I'd play with my cats all day. So I think there are good siblings and there are bad siblings. And um, if they are good siblings, I feel like it's better. If they are bad siblings, I feel like it's worse off and you should be an only child. Yeah. I think people have to realize that from an economic standpoint, it's sometimes better to have a kid because then you can devote all your resources to the one child. Well, that's true. I didn't even think about and that. And then you, too. you yeah. don't have to split your quality of life between two individuals. Like from an ethics standpoint, if you're in a bad financial situation, it's better to just have one kid. Yeah. Because then you can give them a resemblance of normal life. But then you cut that in half, then you have half a normal life. Cut that in half again. Well, thirds. Then you have, you know. Yeah, like... It's bad. It gets my, bad after a certain point. My family is in the working class. Maybe you could argue that we're in like even lower the um the the lower class. Well, there's there's three but, classes to the middle class. There's there's the lower middle, middle, and then upper middle class. I think in political science we learned about there's a lower class, the working class, the middle class, the upper middle class, and then the the upper class. Okay. So you're, you'd like, say you're lower class? I'm either high up in the lower class or bottom of the working class. Mm. Uh, because like my parents filed for bankruptcy. So they're, they're mega broke. And they had six children, including me. So that wasn't smart. <laughs> yeah. From financially, that's like, where would they, you have to think, where would they be right now if they didn't have any kids with exactly. their money? Would yeah. they still waste it, or would they have some? It's it's a rough to gauge that. Yeah, it's pretty hard. I feel like poor people are poor for a reason, not and just because they had kids. Yeah, like were they poor before they had kids? Yeah, oh. I don't know. That's up to you to decide how that you know would go. Because like, I guess I, people, <laughs> yeah, I guess if they're poor before kids, and they're definitely poor while having kids yeah and i feel like the reason why they got bankrupt was because they they didn't handle their money correctly i'm sure they didn't handle their money when they had six kids correctly yeah <laughs> no diss on your parents um children should play more outside yeah yeah i mean that's just a given nothing like the physical environment to teach them what life's really about yeah you wouldn't want to be like me who just like stayed indoors all the time and didn't really go outside yeah you turned out pretty good though uh, i got lucky though you, you realize somewhere down the line they're like if i keep going down this path i'm gonna be fucked up oh no it wasn't even that it was um i think it probably happened when i was um before we we had talked about like our, our stories of how we like went throughout childhood and you and I both liked working out. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking up all these workout videos. And from there, I would build my own workouts. And because of that, it would start recommending me these videos of like self-help and like becoming a better person and stuff. And uh, there was this one finance video 
that was in my recommended that was called the $10 million credit card. I didn't even know the difference between debit and credit cards back then. And because I think I was like 12 or something, 12 or 13. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. $10 million. Whoa, that's crazy. And so I clicked on it and that started me out with like becoming interested in personal finance and actually like like maybe even making a business or uh, getting starting rich. a podcast yeah <laughs> starting, starting a youtube channel yeah starting getting into the real estate market ah uh, llc's <laughs> yeah that's where i got it all from that's where i got my interest of uh, real estate especially um and so yeah i uh, i mean I, I just got lucky you know like if it wasn't for YouTube's recommendations, I never would have went down that path. Elementary schools should all teach another language. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What language should they teach? Probably like, I don't know, Spanish. Just the basics and then keep it in the back of their minds. Like, may, I don't know. Uh, you know how they have like math and English and uh, I don't know. Okay. From a business standpoint and from, like, uh, the grosser world standpoint, I would love to see everyone learn a second language. Yeah. But then, you know, the the libertarian side of me, just a little bit of it, is like, maybe we shouldn't because people should be able to choose what languages they want to learn. We shouldn't enforce any language on kids. But then that's and then I think, oh, as America, that's exactly what we do when people come to the US. <laughs> yeah. Right? We force them to learn uh, English and speak English and there is oh, we get so annoyed when the guy who doesn't speak good English comes in and we deal with him, you know? Yeah. And you know, like over in China they actually enforce a second language onto their kids. What is it? English? English, yeah. Huh. Uh, basically like just all all Chinese people also know English. And I think that's really interesting because they can, they speak the first and second most uh, spoken languages in the world. And they're set. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. And so if we could do something like, uh, I would hate it, but if we could implement a system where like they start learning uh, Spanish from a young age, right? And then as they get older, we kind of slowly, slowly, not what fucking Spanish class does in high school where we just drop it all on them at once. We slowly introduce the basics to them and then they can graduate with just a really nice understanding of like the basics. Yeah, like I I took three years of German and I could, I, I can't tell you like the grammar, how to like um, put everything together. I mean, I could tell you some, but like I cannot have a, fluent conversation with a German person. Ich liebe dich. Ich liebe dich. <laughs> That's I love you in German. We just do uh, we yeah. loved each other. But oh, this one this one's going to get heated. Well, it's not even going to be heated. I'm going to rant on this one for a little bit. I'm going to let you go first cuz I'm going to Most parents are too strict. They're not too strict. Okay. That. My turn. They're not strict enough. God damn. I hate this culture of like free range chicken. Yeah. Like um, no hate on my cousin, but my cousin, when I go visit my cousin, she is very much so free range culture kind of person. Yeah. And you know what? Raise your kids how you want to raise your kids. But what I have a problem is was when your kids start affecting other things. <laughs> yeah. So she, the kid never knew a crib, right? 
Yeah. So even when it's when the child started walking, instantly the child it was on a bed, like a small bed on the floor. Uh-huh. So it could leave, come and go as it pleases, went to bed as it pleases, did whatever it wanted as it pleases. So it was like, I don't know, like three in the morning and like I'm trying to sleep and the kid just comes up to me. He's like, hey, I'm like, dude go to bed <laughs> like if you if you well not hey but like it was like crying and whining and like running around at like three in the morning i'm like you know if you maybe lock the door or like put the kid in a crib or like just control your child a bit more like we wouldn't have this problem or like when you go out to a restaurant and you see the free range chickens that are like <laughs> running around the restaurant oh god i hate that so oh, much and the parents are just standing there like yeah you have to deal with my kids now it's like this isn't a fucking daycare. Yeah, go and, take care of your goddamn kids. And it's like you can't make them stop either because it's not your kid. Yeah, the crying, the whining. Like I understand kids cry. I get that. I don't understand when you let them like go around and like, you know, bash on a table or like make a mess and like not care because you're not the one cleaning it up. Yeah, like the parents, mm, parents are too strict. I don't. I think we're starting to get away from that, and it's showing that it's okay to have strict parents i feel like strict parents make good kids and good kids make strict parents and then those strict parents go on to have more good kids it's a good cycle that we have going that worked for a really long time it might suck for your you know teenage years but having strict parents allows you to now i'm thinking strict parents in the sense that parents should have more control over like their kids at an earlier age you know, like, yeah, like uh, all the way up to, let's say high school, like they should be strict up to high school. But then at a certain point when they have their own car, their own free will, like let be a little more relaxed. Because if you if you give them that space and they give you that trust and then you have a nice, healthy dynamic between the teenager. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you come too strict, like they're a middle schooler or an elementary kid again, then as a teenager, you can go away. Like, you lose that trust. You lose that kind of self-fulfillment. So it's strict to a point, And then they are, once they have their freedom, they appreciate it. And they know where they came from. And they get taught good moral values. At least that's what I'm going to do with my kid if I ever have children. I've been thinking about, like, if I have kids, like, introducing new freedoms and less restrictions every year. Like, every birthday. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Every birthday, they get, like, a new freedom or something. That way, it's, like, super gradual. And by the time... Because you'll have people who are, like, super strict parents. Like, never let them go out to see their friends. Don't even let them have a car or anything. And then as soon as they turn 18, they get, like, tattoos and stuff. Because they're like, oh, I have all this freedom now. I have no idea how to manage it. Yeah. They had no freedom, and now they have all the freedom. Like, that that's just a recipe for disaster. So I think a, a gradual introduction to freedom and less restrictions is the best way to do it. And then they can look back, and I've, I just said this, but they can appreciate that freedom so much more because they know what they had beforehand, and they know they can always go back to it, even though it's kind of like a bluff because mm-hmm. you're never going to truly go back to it, but they can lose it for a time period. Yeah. Know? So, yeah. Most parents are too strict. No, some parents are not strict enough and some parents are way too strict and then they just, I don't know, it ruins the rest of their life. So a healthy balance is mandatory. I I think, last point, 
I know someone who's 26 and lives in his mom's basement, literally, literally lives in his mom's basement. That's my brother. And (laughs) we introduced that was great. And so I, I don't think my parents are strict enough. I think he should have been kicked out a long time ago. And, you know, it. I do see his side of the world in which, you know, like the amount of child support that he has to pay makes it so that he's not able to really uh, have ha- a quality of life, have a quality of life. But at the same time, he needs to like really get going on having an actual job and stuff like he works part time at McDonald's. What? Like, first off, part time? <laughs> yeah, part time at McDonald's. Yeah. So not only are you making shitty wage, you are making shitty wage part time. <laughs> only some of the time are you yeah. making money. And so, would you blame strict parenting or too much freedom on that? I would blame probably like too much freedom, too much support because not like, enough, like get off the couch or get kicked out kind of yeah they're just like okay you can live in the basement that's fine mm, that's even as a parent you gotta understand even if they're 27 you still got a parent yeah exactly. if they're not being adults then you get you can't treat them like adults if they still live in the basement then you can't treat them like they don't live in the basement <laughs> can't see them as adults because they're not they still live in your basement like i'm more independent than he is and that's sad i'm 17 he's 26 what the hell get a life yeah, <laughs> and I, I'd say that with a hope that he eventually can get his stuff together. Yeah. Where were we? Oh, yeah, the government should give all kids an allowance. Wow. What a dumb idea that would be. Yeah, that's stupid. That's the same argument for universal basic income, giving all American adults $1,000 a month. They just, I don't know, not only this, like... <laughs> How would the kids would take uh like let's say they get like I don't know a hundred dollars a month right yeah. you think kids are gonna be like oh sweet I have this hundred dollars now I can invest into my Roth RA retirement account <laughs> and have a good financial living when I'm forty five like no kids are gonna be like candy video games woo you're better off giving it to the parents and yeah. then hoping they're smart but there's still no guarantee that they use that money for something smart yeah like if they look at a hundred dollars and it's like. Okay, so I can get like a pack of peanut butter cups for a dollar. <laughs> I can get 100 packs of peanut butter cups. Ah! And then how are they going to spend that money? It's like, I can see, I can barely, I'm going to say barely, I can barely see the other side of this argument where homes where um, parents abuse the children, right? Or like, don't use, uh, uh, let's, what did you talk about earlier? You talked about, um, Oh my God! You talk about how your brother was debilitated by uh, oh, oh, yeah. child support. Child support. I can see how like the argument of parents that abuse the child support system and then don't use that money on their actual kids, right? The kids now have an outlet to go actually buy themselves food. But like realistically, what kid is going to go out there and buy themselves like and, healthy food? And realistically, in those kinds of relationships where the parents are abusive or uh, they're exploiting the uh, child support system. 
then they're just going to take the kid's money too. Right. You, you live under the same roof. She's going to find that money and she's going to use it. Or they're going to use your child card or whatever this imaginary card is in the scenario where you get $100 a month. Or they're going to basically like bully you out of your mo- lunch money. They're going to be like, hey, give me that money. And if you say no, you're going to get the belt. Like, yeah. There's not a scenario where that works out. And that's definitely not the answer to abusing the child support system. Yeah. Hmm. Voting age should be allow the voting age should be lowered to thirteen. Thirteen? Let me read this. Thirteen? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so in uh business law class, we had this uh presentation that we had to make on which amendment we thought we should like change or if we wanted to create a new amendment. And I said that we should get rid of the I think it's the 24th Amendment, maybe, um, that uh, lowered the voting age from 21 to 18. I think it should be brought back up to 21 because 18 to 21-year-olds are stupid by themselves, not to mention 13 to 18-year-olds that are literally dumb as bricks. Yeah, Um and at 13, you were so heavily influenced by your parents. It's like, oh, it would be scary. You don't have your own opinions. Exactly. You 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 really don't. So what did you say? 18 should be the voting age? I it, said 21. Mm. Oh, I think 18 is the voting age, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 18 is the voting age. I think it should be brought back up to 21. Because you're not even cognitively developed at 18. Yeah, exactly. And at 13, you're so underdeveloped. It's like, why would you ever think that voting at 13 is a good idea? Yeah, this is just a dumb question. What and this is a debate? Yeah. <laughs> Who's debating this? I would love to meet some of these people who debate these topics. Uh twelve year olds should be allowed to get a job. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What's the harm? I, I get the whole child labor act and like sub- protecting children, but now we have such l- good labor laws, like children should be allowed to work earlier than what they are. I remember being oh, fourteen you have to you can get a job? Well, here in Wisconsin, yeah, fourteen. I, 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 I What's think the oldest state. That's a good question. I have no idea. I, I think some uh, require you to be sixteen for the states that they work. I feel. I think that's the majority. Wisconsin is just a weird state. At thirteen, I can kind of see it because at thirteen, I was like, "Huh, man, I have all this time during summer, and I'm completely broke, and I have no money." I would love to work right now, but I couldn't. Actually, that's a lie. I did. I worked at 12. <laughs> I was illegally working at a restaurant when I was 12 years old, making money. My girlfriend was 11. 11 when she started working illegally at a go-kart place. <laughs> like, up here, we just do not care, and we start to work these jobs because, like, it teaches us that we need to earn money. Did you work early as a child? Um, I don't think so. In fact, I started working late. Um, I started working at like 15, I think. 15? Yeah. At, at least late as far as Wisconsin goes. Hmm. I like this. Uh, yeah. People who, how, how young do you think people should be allowed to work? Like what's the cutoff? Yeah, 12. I'm going to stay with 12. Yeah, 12. 12 was already pushing it a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a 12-year-old at a construction factory, but hey, if they can pull their weight, then... Well, I know that even here in Wisconsin, there are some restrictions to how old you are because 
Um, at, at at fourteen, you cannot use the oven or anything like that. I believe, like you can't you can't use knives in the kitchen or anything. I I think you have to be sixteen to be able to start like cooking. Yeah, but there's intro jobs that you can still work. Yeah, um, but but that that's what I mean, like. We should have like intro jobs at twelve, at fourteen give them more jobs available. At sixteen give them more like create. You come up with some great ideas so far. You come up with the internet license, which I don't think is viable, but it's still a great concept. We could build off something off that something. Mm -hmm. Um, what else did you come up with? You came up with uh, oh freedoms as they get older. That's a great idea. That is a great way of teaching your kid, and you just came up with that, like that. These are all great solutions to these problems. With age, you get more responsibility. With time, you get more responsibility. Mm-hmm. I love that. You, yeah. You're a smart man. You're the idea guy. That's why. Uh, that's why you just you're such a great person. And then you're the one who like finds an actual viable way to like act upon that idea. Mm-hmm. You don't need to. You don't need to fill up my ego like that. My head's already big enough. Fourteen year olds should be allowed to get a driver's license. No. No. No, I did not. At least with the American education system, no. Um, What I've had the idea of is if Americans were smart and implemented driving, like uh, uh, driving classes into actual school and made it all free, I think maybe, yeah, 14. But we, even at 16, like kids who get their license are like, Ooh, something like 80% more likely to get into a car accident. Yeah. I think within the first year of having your license, you are something like 50 to 60% more likely to get into a car accident. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine that for a 14-year-old? Like, Oh, yeah. They at 14, Oh, God. What were you like at 14? Could you imagine driving a car, putting the, the life of not only you but like others and then like people on the road as well in a 14-year-old's hands? Yeah, that's... You would, you would kill somebody. There would oh, be yeah. way more accidents. It wouldn't be good. At least with the current DMV educational system for driving, 14-year-olds would not give a shit, and they would go through the class. They would pass a driver's test. Well, especially now, there is no driver's test because of COVID. That's one of the scariest things ever. Yeah. Remember that time we were in a car, and like we were going to your house, and the girl just pulled out of Walgreens right in front of us? Oh yeah, Do you remember that, was, that? Yeah, I remember. And we were, and I, I usually, I'm an angry driver. I, yeah. I have road rage, and usually that would piss me off. But I was just so shocked that someone pulled in front of, like, um, think of it like a highway, two ways, go one, one way traffic. The girl literally had no sense of, like, and and there's no like quick turn where like you, oh, maybe she didn't see the car coming around the corner. It was literally like she didn't even look and just went yeah. into the road. And not a care, did not have the right of way or anything. And I slammed on my brakes. And I look at you. I'm like, did you see that? Yeah, I, like, was, I was astonished I was baffled. Too. I'm like, did she really just do that? The, the same thing happened to me uh, and another friend. We, It was a T-section in the, uh, in the highway. So, like, we're going down the, the straight way. And then there's another... Uh, section of highway that goes into uh, that comes in 90 degrees sideways into the one that we are going straight on do you get what I mean yeah yeah and so um, there is a car that is turning right into that that 
uh, other section of highway. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they blocked the vision of a car that was going out of the T section, you know? So they were going to turn right and we were just going to keep on going straight. And because the car was like blocking their vision, they like went out and like my friend had to like just quickly go left into the left side of, yeah, swerve into the left side of the road and then go back into the right. That's scary. Yeah. And I, I had barely any time to react. I I was sitting there and I was like, we're going to crash. Like in my head, I was thinking, we're going to crash. We're going to die. And then my friend just somehow like saved us. Great driving. Great driving skills. Um, and you know what's worse? The girls who are driving the SUV, I don't know if you ever saw or if I ever talked about this with you. We didn't really talk about it that much. No, not really. We were, we were both just like sitting there like, like what, what the, the hell? Fuck? Yeah. But we, I saw the two girls. There were two young girls, like uh-huh. teenage girls. Like I recognized them from school. They were like two grades below us at the time. And it's like they were laughing about it. They, what? They were like giggling and laughing like, ah, Stacy, you're so crazy. Like you could have fucking died. Yeah. That was your life. You almost ended it because you pulled out in front of a car. Like, I was going, I don't know, 35, 40? Yeah. In a 30? And it was like, you literally could have just ended your life. Yeah. Because- you, and you're laughing about it? You laughed about it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I spin out, and I don't laugh about it. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. I'm going to die. And I just kind of straight face accept my death. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like... For example, if if someone out there thinks that 35 miles per hour could not kill, you are wrong because there was a um, NASCAR incident where uh, this one driver had accidentally w- was set in reverse and he just like went down on the gas pedal, went back only only like 25 miles an hour, hit... um the back wall and died from going reverse 25 miles an hour. So if you think 35 miles an hour couldn't kill going forwards, hitting another car, you are flat out wrong. At what speed was that? That was 25 miles an hour that he died. And I, five miles an hour is like the difference between life and death. Yeah. Uh, you should not take speeding. And I, I catch myself speeding sometimes. And the most of the time I speed is because we live in hillbilly country. So, like, when there's someone behind you on the highway and they're, like, going 15 over the speed limit because, like, there's no cops. It's, like, I feel the pressure of that person and I don't want to be that guy who's, like, slowing down the whole line. So, I'll speed up then conse- consequently. Or, like, if there's someone ahead of me doing, like, 15 over the speed limit. I'm like, okay, if they're doing 15 over, I'm just going to follow them. It's not safe. Do not do that. I need to break that habit. It's a horrible habit, but I do it nonetheless. Yeah. So 14-year-olds should not drive. (laughs) Moral of the story, 14-year-olds should not be able to drive a fucking car. (laughs) Uh, Advertising should be banned during children's programming. Hmm. No? Maybe? Uh, mm. Oh, God. I'm thinking about this one. I think yes, should be banned. Yeah, it should be banned. And the you reason- don't? Are you saying that multi-billion-dollar companies shouldn't be able to exploit the minds of young innocent children? How could you? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's mostly because the main argument for banning is because they cannot be able to um, 
distinguish between uh, what is actual content and what is an advertisement. And I've seen that with my nieces because an ad will come up and they will literally just think that it's the video that they clicked on. Like, but, but then it'll actually start playing and then they'll be like, oh, it's, you know, you know like yeah, I, I've seen that. And I, I was, I think it's another thing though to have like a really cool show or concept and then like advertising toys outside of children's programs so like um let's say uh like my childhood star wars the clone wars animated series yeah great show ever seen it i have it was yes. it your childhood too yes i love that show i did um, too and so i think if you get a kid addicted to that show right and then advertise in its store you know in a you know a consumer store uh star wars the clone wars action figures minifigures legos it's like that's okay because then it's like, oh my god, mom, it's that show I really like. But they make this stuff, and then they could actually, you know, enjoy that stuff. So what you're saying, like, make advertisements that are like specific for the content that they are consuming. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but still, you still come up with some more morally questionable things with that. Yeah, it's rough. It gets rough. It's borderline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna move on to the next question. Oh. Children should be exposed to technology. Um, it's the same. So I'm gonna look at this the same way as we looked at like freedom in kids. Yeah, right. You should gradually expose them because if you just don't, because there's those Karens out there that like don't expose, like oh, technology's brain rot. I don't give my kid technology. Like, and then you give the kid all the technology at once. It's uh-huh. gonna you're gonna blow their mind. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna fuck them up, and they're gonna do some messed up stuff because they don't know how to use it yeah you have to gradually introduce it like and i said restrictions yeah have restrictions i was pretty much about to say the same exact thing i would not give my kid a phone at like five or six definitely not not even a tablet i don't think um i think they they definitely should be introduced over time and when they're at young ages, if they're going to use a, a device like that, like a smartphone or a, like play on it for a little bit, they should definitely be monitored mm-hmm. at all times when using that. And then like maybe monitor less and less as they get older. Give them more responsibility. Take it away. Same kind of parenting concept. Me and I are pretty much on the same page with a lot of these like parenting-esque aspects. Yeah. Human cloning should be legalized. Oh, by the way, we didn't. I didn't tell you. This is a transition from um, young adult children's. T- so, technology children. Now, this is other. This is just random topics that didn't fit any kind of specific thing. Mm-hmm. But we found and we threw in there. What did I say? Human cloning should be legalized. Context, 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 context. Yeah, it- I would need a scenario. I would need. I I need a scenario. I need yeah. a specific scenario. It's kind of like with abortion where there is no right answer. It yeah. all depends on the context. Because like for me, what I think is that if they if the clone gains sentience, if the clone is has oh, the whoa, same Oh, you're thinking way ahead. I was not even there. Well, like if it has the same amount of cognition as a normal human being, if it thinks like a human being, then no but the only reason why i say cloning should be used is for 
like um, internal organs. Because if you're able to uh, clone anyone in the entire world, you have basically just given them perfect organ donors for literally any organ that you need. But if it has its own sentience and consciousness, then it wouldn't be ethical to immediately kill them and get the organs from them. Well, I would I would debate that as a human, if you're cloning a human, that it instantly has that sentience. If uh, if you could grow just like a body part of a clone, yeah, yeah that's what that's I what mean. you were saying. Yeah. I thought you were going to like I thought you were saying like grow like a whole ass human, harvesting select parts like a cow, and then just throwing the rest of it away. I'm like that's fucked up, Eddie. But grow, cloning body parts would be cool and a yeah. great way of you know helping society. I I think that would be cool, but like cloning whole ass humans no are you ready for one that is possibly the most controversial one that out of all the ones we've probably talked about today besides electric cars i think that one's controversial sure this one's really bad is bad parenting to blame for childhood obesity Ooh, yes by far i think definitely let me hear your opinion before i state mine i want to hear yours okay so the reason why I think that it leads down to bad parenting is because you're you're influenced by your parents. Your values are held by your parents, right? And they cook for you. And the amount of food that you have and, and the amount that they cook for you is it, it determines how much you eat. Because if they cook you a whole bunch of food and are like, here's all this food, and then you're like, okay, and then you eat all of that food, then you're used to eating bigger proportions. But if they if they give you less food, then that's better. That's more ideal. <coughs> and Oh, God bless me. I don't think we've ever had a sneeze on the podcast yet. Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. I completely interrupted you. I'm very sorry. Continue. <laughs> so they're able to control your portions for how much you eat that's an an important big one secondly if they don't uh, well i guess this goes more into portions but if they don't stop you from like snacking because i think it's something like 70 percent of all um calorie surpluses are made from snacking not from the actual not just snacking have healthy snacks yeah have the ability to have healthy snacks have nuts have like I don't know, uh, salads, but like meats, cheeses, stuff, not like Ho-Ho's and Twinkies <laughs> as a snack. Come yeah. On now. And so your parents determine all of it, all of that. Like you don't go to the store and buy those stuff. Your parents do. You you don't go and cook for yourself. Your parents do. Uh, you don't go and portion out your own meals. Your parents do. It's all up to your parents what you eat, how you eat, and when you eat, not just you're thinking of eating. I'm thinking of like a life standpoint. So like if you see your kid is, you know, sitting there brain rotting his life away, watching TV all day, it's like, OK, why don't we go on a hike? Yeah. OK, why don't we go do something? It's like I'm not being a good example by sitting here and doing nothing. Why don't I show my kid like a sport? Why don't I do something other than just sitting there? Even like something like. Just something that's not anything active. Whether that be ice skating, just something to get them outside. 
something that they enjoy outside. Having a, a constant activity of some kind, uh, and because you can definitely drill that into your child's life, even if it's something that you didn't go through as a child, mm-hmm. or like even in now, you can still teach those. Because if they're at an early enough age, you could teach those things into their life where they will consistently go out and like live a healthy, happier life. Yeah. For instance, um, most of, in fact, I'm pretty sure all of the hockey players on our hockey team started hockey from like four. Yeah. Like two, two, three. When they could walk, they were skating. And when they were skating, they were playing hockey. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. So like it's definitely the athletic kids and the ones that are fit and healthy they started young really young and that was a choice that their parents had made for them so i think that's that's important if you look at our basketball team and for some reason our basketball team is here is way better than our hockey team um because we're our town is like known for hockey we have yeah. five state school high school championships something like that yeah for hockey and we've always been known for hockey but for some reason uh like nine out of the 10 kids on our team who were their parents were born and raised in Eagle river. Oh, well I just gave away where we live. Congrats. You found us. <laughs> um, but if you know, nine out of 10 kids who are born and raised in this small town go on to do their whatever they played hockey. Their parents also played hockey, but for some reason all the kids played basketball. Yeah. Like everyone on our team, their parents played hockey, but now they play basketball. Um, so that's weird. Here's a, can we do one more and then call it a night? Sure. <clears throat> parents should be, oh, parents should be able to refuse medical treatment for their children. Have you ever heard of this debate? Yeah. It's like, uh, there was this kid with cancer once and he needed treatment and the parents refused treatment, believing that God would save him. They went down a religious standpoint. Yeah. And so the only way this argument is viable is if you're standing on it from like a religious standpoint. I think it's also viable on the point that you think that the treatment will make things worse. True. Because that's the argument with the COVID vaccine is that some people are like, I don't want this untested stuff in my body. Yeah. And if you also think of the one like the doctor will come in and tell the parents like your child has a 1% chance of life uh, if we start chemo now, but like chemo destroys the body. Yeah. And some parents will say if it's 1%, you know, is it better that he just goes on and lives his life without knowing and we just live it to the max and ignore chemo because then from it's going to make things worse faster and then the 1% chance that he does make it will even come out to be the same person. It's it's a sad I, I think it's a sad it's, reality. I think it's circumstance. True. It's definitely a lot of these are circumstantial. All yeah. these are circumstantial. And I think that's the lesson you learn today is that what you do, your actions and how you build upon yourself and the circumstances that these questions are put upon will affect your answer. So don't always look at things so one-sided. Uh, as me and Eddie debated throughout all these topics, we always could see, well, except for some of the really stupid ones, but we yeah. could always see kind of a scenario where even if we really get heavily in one side, we could see the other side. Um, Couldn't you, Eddie? Yeah. I, I feel like complex questions need complex answers. 
and you you shouldn't always really uh, give out simple answers for those complex questions. Well, this has been Writing the Narrative with Jake and Eddie. I'm Jake. And I'm Eddie. And if you like what we've done so far, and if you've listened to our other podcasts, please, I 100% recommend you give us a follow. We do weekly uploads every Sunday. Every Sunday, you will find us uploading so that when you go to work on Monday or you go to work out in the early mornings throughout any time in the week, you can give our podcast a listen, hopefully find some enjoyment, get some good laughs, have some good thought provokers, uh, expand your knowledge, and then, you know, just have a good time. So please hit the follow. Please like. Please share. You know, whatever you have to do, just do it. I don't I don't want to sound like I'm begging here. I don't want to sound like I'm on my knees, like, please, please. <laughs> but also, we are coming out with our first YouTube video. Yay. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind, we'd also appreciate it if you gave that. I mean, this if you could just help two high school students, you know, live out their dream of having their own business and doing what they love for a living, which is learning, and then, uh, you know, giving that learning and knowledge to the rest of the world uh, would make us over the moon happy. Don't you think, Eddie? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the goal. And it's not like we just found these $700 mics lying on the side of the road. This shit is expensive. (laughs) So if you enjoyed, please, please, please hit follow. This has been Writing the Narrative, and we are signing out. Goodbye. Goodbye.